What's it called? The Ebony Mac Show. It's a podcast. Period. <laughs> what? It's a podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your girl Harmony Lenore. And it's Mike J. We are back again. It's so wonderful to be back. Again, on the mic. On this <laughs> day. Well, we have to be specific about this day. <laughs> We're normally not specific about the days, but today is the 4th of July. If you hear stuff in the background, it's just fireworks all over. I'm not celebrating this shit, but. Nope. Yeah. Anywho, what's next? <laughs> what's next? That's the name of the episode. Literally, next? literally, that's the name of the episode. <clears throat> so, excuse me if you all can tell, my voice is a little bit raspy. Um, just allergies and asthma, you know. I ain't got the Rona. Trust me, I got tested because I thought something was wrong with she me at first. I sure did. I was like, this shit's not clearing up. Um, but no, it's just my asthma. It got me some good old medicine treatments every day jittery treatments oh my god being an asthmatic but i've been an asthmatic <clears throat> for as long as i can remember your whole life feels that way and it's just like i know i just call my doctor at this point and like uh, i need some friends now. <laughs> but yeah so my raspiness is from that but i love when i'm raspy like you that's the raspy voices I love raspy voices. I love when my voice is raspy. I know it's going to clear up, but I kind of like it. <laughs> anyway, so today's episode is what's next. What is next? And the quote. Um, it is by Frederick Douglass. Yes. And it says, and he said, power concedes nothing without a demand. Mm-hmm. It never did and it never will. So basically, yeah, we can't stop right here. Yeah, we gotta keep going. Like we said before, we don't want to, we don't want to use this phrase, but it's appropriate for the times. We gotta keep our foot on their neck till, yeah, (laughs) till we. I just, I'm so like, you know, and we talked about it. I feel like in every part of it, in my brain, it feels like I'm playing the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like in every situation or every scenario that I've ever had with anyone as it relates, you know, to racism, injustice, and all of that, I can see all ends of the, like, every corner. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm always playing devil's advocate, but I do have my own personal opinions. And I find that they don't line up. <laughs> um, what do you mean they don't line up? They don't line up with anybody's theory, you know, or anybody's idea of what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, I'm civically engaged, mm-hmm. you know, in my community, um, within the school system. You know, I, my, I spread my voice and all those things. But I still feel like everything is, is, is systemic. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I see all sides of everything. 
But to get to the point of what's next, I don't, I do see some things changing and I'm grateful, so grateful for the changes. However, I don't think until we can get on a united, not even a united agenda, but like, I don't remember, we were, I think we were listening to another podcast or something. How are we, you know, going to ever get to an agenda if you ask every different black person, but what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? You know? Like, what it like, because you always hear them, they say, don't vote for this particular person unless they have an agenda for black people. Yeah. What is the agenda that you want? Exactly. So for me, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, I think that's a great way. Like, we don't know what the agenda is because they could be saying this one thing and be like, oh, that's good. But then we're like, some people are like, no, that's not good. We're like, mm-hmm. what the hell we want then? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You have a big ass meeting or something? So I think, and, and, and what made me think about that is because people say, well, the Mexicans get this and the Asians get that. They come with a very specific agenda. Yeah. So how do you expect, you know, to go and lay roots in a community or build or do any damn thing when we cannot even agree on an agenda? Yeah. But then we want to complain as black people. I feel like this is I wouldn't even gonna even go here. But this is just my theory, not even a theory. This is my thought, you know. My thought is this, and I'm an activist, like, I'd be out there, and my thing is like, yeah, we can give it, everybody want a seat at the table, fuck that, I want to build the motherfucking table from the ground up, like, I don't understand why, um, we continue to say, I want to be like the well, what, what this person did. I understand they came over here with a purpose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We were brought over here. We were never we were never anything. We were property. I was like, we didn't come over here with purpose. We didn't know why the fuck we were coming over here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying like I don't even know what I'm saying, shit. But <laughs> the point in my head is that. In order for us to be able to see some united change, the change has to happen from people that don't look like us. And they have to do it when we're not around. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it just can't be in front of us. It has to be when we don't know nothing is going on. Exactly. So I know I get everything all jumbled up, but it all boils down to that. Like, it's some like, evil people out here. Yeah, so when like, we say what's next, all these people is asking these companies to take a stand. But why wasn't y'all taking a stand before before, before George Floyd's lynching in the middle? We're gonna continue to call it what it was before his public lynching. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all gotta take a stand. Nah, they should have been taking a stand. It just feel like. Everybody like, I don't want to be the company or I don't want to be the organization that don't do nothing because then it makes me look like I'm a racist. I'm like, kudos to the companies that were already, you know, working on different uh, strategies and procedures to make people feel more equal in the workplace. Shout out to those. 
places. Mm-hmm. However, the bulk of every single job out there is a part of the system, not built for us as black people to win. But what makes me so proud is that we still go out there and shine. Oh, yeah. Like, I just think about everybody um, that I know that's out there in the streets, all like my activist friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about like my military friends, when I think about that can't say anything, that can't. Oh, we gotta, we gotta touch on that today while we on the air. But when I think about like all the people and the connections that we have had throughout our life, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I see all the dope blackness in all of those different kinds of like, you know, from the military to the social club to whatever else, to the coven, to whatever else we, that I do. Mm-hmm. There's so much dope blackness. And I'm just like, how do we have all these systems set into place? And these people don't even know each other necessarily. You know, these are just things that, that Mike and I are involved in, but everything we're involved in, within those groups is some dope black excellence. Mm-hmm. But then I think about the bigger picture and I'm just like, why are we not why are we not as business young professionals doing more? Um, because we're in these systems that were built to make us look like, you know, we were dumb and that like we intimidate people. <laughs> but I think is it's like like we have to teach our kids mm. how to do stuff, mm-hmm. but like the the white people they go to school with, they don't get taught those same things because they grew up seeing it, so they don't have to be taught it. What you mean? Give me an example. Like with, like with like financial literacy. Facts. Okay, I see where you're going. Like, because <clears throat> we weren't taught taught that because they didn't know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So we weren't taught. But now we have to teach our kids about it to keep them on the same level playing field as with mm-hmm. the other kids. But the other kids don't have to be taught that because they grow up seeing it every day. Right. Right. But we didn't grow up seeing that so we don't know how to pass it along until we learn it ourselves. That's because every generation that grew up was growing up in survival mode. Every single black person that's, that is walking on this earth has always been in survival mode, in my opinion. Like how, how, and we still move with grace and tenacity. And people like to say we, like we live in survival mode because the system is broken. No, no, no. We must remember the system is not broken. But then, what do you? What it do you, works very well. Oh hell yeah, it works very it well. It works for the people it was built to work for. Yeah, I believe that. I, I I do believe that. Like after watching some different news platforms and things like that, and seeing at first, I was really upset. Like I was just like, I was one of the ones. I was like, oh my god. I was starting to, like, the system is breaking, like, the United States is falling apart, like, as we know no, it, like. This is what it was built for. But I'm being honest, for real, I was like that, but then as I started, like, reading more, and I had to read stuff, y'all, like, I had to stop watching the mainstream, like, media, like, I had to start picking up the paper, and you know where else I started getting news from? I started seeing how they were reporting it over in other countries. 
like in the UK and all that stuff, I started looking at all news. America looks like a big piece of shit if you look at news from other countries. Heck yeah. But overall, it made me see like, damn, maybe it is just the systems doing what they were meant to do. do. It's like, where do we like, we keep seeing the little stuff like, well, the Angelama thing. Yeah, they really are changing that. And then what else changed? They're taking the statues down. Mm. They should never been up again with the why you celebrate people that lost. <laughs> but with ancient mama. And we're supposed to be American. Facts. Well, we here in America outside. And y'all back flying back. a flag of some losers. Yeah. My thing with the statues was that where they were put, sometimes that was land that our people fought on. I think about me being a veteran. Mm-hmm. And you being a veteran, like, we fought for this country, and our our ancestors fought for this country, and we had to come home and still fight in this country. So, when they started building statues in places and on land where, where things were supposed to have happened, I felt like that was even more of a slap in the face, because our blood, sweat, and tears... We're like on that land. So I don't know. I just feel like being a veteran and watching this stuff um, is people like, well, you should stand for the flag. You should do this. First of all, first of all, are they going to change the the Star Spangled Banner? Have you heard of me? Nobody's, they're not going to change that. Everything that's getting changed, they're not going to change that second verse Mm. in the national anthem. But you see, they don't play the second verse in the national anthem. Go look it up, y'all. Look up the entire song. Look it up. It's all racist shit. Everything I'm seeing is just like... And the crazy thing is, a lot of black people, we already knew this stuff. It's just the white people jumping on board, realizing it. Like, damn, y'all been going through this? Yes, we've been telling y'all this. (laughs) We've been trying to tell you. Told you. (laughs) <laughs> I don't see how you didn't see it. Yeah. Well, at least you see it now, but it took so long. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. What was that commercial? Uh, it's a Geico commercial, I think. Um, you probably can't say their name on the, on the podcast. Just say Geico. <laughs> the lizard people, okay? The lizard or, people. The gecko people. Yeah. Whatever he is. Geckos. Like, you know, it's like, okay, what? He got killed or lynched, like you said. It's always a lynching. On May 25th. Yeah. Cops didn't get arrested. Mm-hmm. After seeing it all over TV. So, they started a peaceful protest on the 25th. Mm-hmm. Cops didn't get arrested. They got mad. Started burning shit up. Yeah, and there's different. That's on the 26th. May 26th. Yes. So is this like the timeline of what happened and why this stuff started happening though? That's why I like people got mad about the rioting and all that. Mm. I didn't, because that shit it that's when shit started happening. 
He has so many. <laughs> that's what we talked about earlier in the show. Like so many things have happened, and but it's happening at a rate that's not what we expected. And for white people, yeah, it's I like expect it to go like this. I think for white people, it's like what the heck is happening. But for some of them, there are allies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some of them knew that this needed to happen. So, do you think that the momentum was just because of the way? That's what I think, like, because it was such a buildup of all the, the, the ones you've seen and the ones we mm-hmm. heard the stories about. I think it was just a buildup. And then y'all had the audacity to just broadcast that shit all over TV. As people were sitting home with COVID-19 and their children were at home. So, now... Everybody's seeing this. Everybody is seeing this. And so it's not like when we were younger and Rodney King happened and they had the riots. Yeah, they, switch, they switched away from that too. Like, yeah, and then you just saw that same loop of yeah. the helicopter flyover for the longest. But I really, really, really think that us being locked up mm-hmm. made made it like, haha, it's in everybody's face. Everybody's face. And most was like, forget, man. People would have been at work, would have been at school, or doing the after-school activities, after-work activities. Wouldn't have been that many people home, but everybody was home. And if you think about it, too, that was a holiday weekend. Yes. So, So it was more people watching TV than usual. True. Even though people was already home, so people was already in the habit of watching TV. So... After this started, and they burned down the police station, mm-hmm. which I was like, man, I can't believe they did that. I woke up to that one. We <laughs> went to bed, it. it was unrested, and we woke up, it was shit burned down. <laughs> I was, and this is the police station, I was like, whoa, they for real this time. Yeah. And then they put the officers on them paid administrative leave. When was that? The 26th. Okay. But then they were fired later that day. Okay, okay. So it took for them to start burning stuff up for y'all to fire them. But first y'all put them on administrative leave. Paid leave. Yeah. Then they heard about that and got, okay, y'all want a paid leave. Okay. We're going to burn down some more stuff. Because paid leave is still taxpayer dollars. We're going to burn down some more stuff. Oh, okay. We're going to fire them now. Yeah. Fired them. Guess what? They didn't stop. They kept burning. They kept. But what I can say is, I think that really quickly people changed the narrative because everybody was like, looting, looting. There was really only one good night of looting. Like, one. You mean like the bad. Period. Yeah, of where it was looting. But then a lot of the news media outlets kept saying, right, or looting, looting, looting. looting. And I'm like, looting them. They just burning shit up. And so then I started seeing people like, on the ground, on the news, calling people out like, no, oh. they're stopping. And it was just amazing to they, see. They were stopping people from going in the stores after they yeah. were breaking glass and stuff. It was amazing to see. And this is this generation. This is what they call in Generation Z or Generation Zoomers. Like, these kids, black, white, Mexican, brown, everybody, they all, they are being unapologetic. Like, yeah. But the unrest and the protesting, it continued even after. I thought it was going to die down. After they got fired? 
after they got fired, but then I knew it was more. After, That's what I'm saying. After they got fired, you knew it was something because it was they more, was like, and I nah, felt this it. This ain't it. They gonna keep going. Yeah, and then I saw right. exactly. And then exactly. That's when stuff started happening. Oh my god! It was on the 29th of May. Remember, they got fired on 26th. Mm-hmm. It took to the 29th, which was that Friday, I think. Yeah, it was that Friday. That officer, whatever the his name is. Shavin, Shavin. Oh my God! You even gotta say it. Got charged with third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Mm-hmm. They kept at it. They kept protesting and they kept rioting. Because why? Because every a lot of people's feeling he should have got first degree murder. No, first degree murder is premeditated. There's no way they'd be proved. That he planned to kill George Floyd that day. So for everybody who was thinking this should be first degree murder, nah, that's premeditated murder. That means he was planning on his way there all before that he was gonna kill him. Right. You don't think nothing factored in into the fact that they both worked at the same place? No, because when you get the call, you don't know who it is. Yeah, but when he got there, you're not gonna tell me. Yeah, that's, good. That, that's why. Him. I said that's why it wouldn't be first degree murder; it'd be second degree murder. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. Method. I'm just. For, for, I know the difference. I'm just saying yeah. between like. Because when he got there, he saw who it was. And, oh, that's not premeditated. Oh, I'm about to kill him. And look at his hands in his pocket. In his pocket, looking mm-hmm. at the camera. Just nonchalant, like. So, um, the next day, like I said, they kept riding. So on June 3rd, that's when the officer was charged, upgraded charge of second degree murder. And I think everybody, they wasn't happy with it, but they got, okay, that's better. And well, now, on top of this time, a lot of stuff was happening, like not just related to this case. No. But I'm saying under, like during this time, you talk, what you said, June, June, June 3rd, 3rd. Yeah. there was still stuff happening within municipalities and within local yeah. regions. Like, this is just as it relates to this. And then I think they started thinking, like, oh, we got to get this right. Because if we don't... I don't think they said somebody had to, to get this right. You know what I'm saying? They had to do something. Who? In Minnesota. I'm, I'm talking about... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you took... What? I'm like, say, not worldwide, not no, statewide. No, 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 I'm talking about... Not in the whole United States. In Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis has definitely... Because I think... I, didn't you say they were, like, trying to defund? Yeah, but... Their police... Like you said, we gotta, we gotta, I don't know. Just see how everything goes after this stuff starts to calm down. Because yeah. that's when you're gonna see what the people are really doing. Yeah, I think we still within the, the we still kind of in it. It's dying down now. But like, I'm a firm believer that let's see what it's like, you know, five, six months from now. Is are you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what changes are being made? Are you, do you still got your, you know, foot on their neck or whatever you say? Yeah. Yeah. But you got we also remember too on the third of June that the other three officers were charged with was aiding and abetting second degree murder. So the whole time they had only picked up one of the officers. They didn't all go at the same time. Yeah, they just picked up their one dude, and that's why I told you. That's so why what I was think happening rioting, with them? That's why I think the rioting kept going on. They didn't have no statements come out or nothing. They was just no. sitting and hiding and... No, but then when they got arrested, guess what happened? What? 
Protests continue. Right and stop. And I still see stuff that's like being everybody you see you still see protests pop up all over the place, but yeah. it's peaceful. Nobody rioting. Yeah, that riot shit only lasted one day. Really bad. I mean And like, I and I, I, I can understand the looting and rioting because if you the system we're not even gonna get into we that. We do not think we already did that before. It's deep. That's the only thing we didn't agree with was the looting and rioting in your own neighborhoods. Yeah. Messing it up for the people who have a hard time getting stuff now anyways. And yeah. you just made it that much harder for them to get it. Yeah. So what's next for y'all? Like, after this, what's next? Like, you know, like, going through everything and then even just thinking about running down this timeline and, and even thinking about uh, Frederick Douglass's quote that you talked about. Everybody has to have a next, and so like, but the, like you said, like we can't, we got to keep demanding stuff, and there's so that's much, yeah. yeah. So I said, like we don't know. This is gonna take a while. What I'm gonna tell you is, for me, I'm gonna do whatever feels right for me. Like that's that's in anything going forward, like. I'm going to do what feels right for me. And one thing I can say is I'm not taking no damn vaccine and neither are my kids. Oh, yeah. If they try to mandate that, then we'll be homeschooling or whatever. I don't know. But what I can say is I'll be doing what I want to do. I'm going to keep trying to make moves for our family and being safe. I think it's a great time as black people for us to educate Just ourselves. That, yeah. Watch some of these damn documentaries. There's some really, really good ones out right now because everybody's like blasting, you know, black lives. So it's some great documentaries out yeah. there. Go watch some documentaries and learn some about shit. The history about people. It, it's some good, good, good stuff out there, you know? Like some people think it's boring or whatever, but how most do you know? Kids, most of the kids be thinking. I'm talking thinking. about our audience right here that's listening to us but right now. I think now. like like as you get older, you like, and if you want to get to know about your people, Mm-mm. everybody documentaries is documentaries are good. So good for go. those of you who don't like looking for stuff on your own, we spoon feeding it, spoon feeding it to you right now. Who got the best? If Prime, you have Prime Video, video have the best documentary. Well, if you got Amazon Prime, then you got Prime Video. Yeah. Then you got the best black documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. Any streaming platform I've seen. So that's our call to action to you. Figure out what's next for you and go educate yourself. Educate. Educate yourself. Watch some documentaries. Take some notes. And just believe in yourself. You did? That's it. All right now. Okay, then. <laughs> All right, y'all. In the meantime, in between time, it's been wonderful as always. Like always. Like, share, subscribe, download. Oh. All that good stuff. Stay connected. Follow us on IG. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we on there. Yes. All right. Stay black, y'all. Black and I'm proud and black power and yeah, 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 power to the people. Peace. Love you.